Would you join me in your Bibles, if you would, in the second book of actualities? Oh, y'all looking crazy because some of y'all thought that was a book in the Bible. I just wanted to make sure we were a Bible reading church. Uh, Mark the 10th chapter. Mark the 10th chapter. Some people started flipping pages. Write the actualities, actualities, actualities. Is that, a, is that New Testament, Old Testament? I don't, I don't remember. Was that Paul? Mark the 10th chapter. We need to know our word. It's so important that we know the word of the Lord because that's where the power is. The power rests on the word. Mark the 10th chapter. And we want to begin today in the 46th verse, if that's all right. Mark the 10th chapter, beginning at the 46th verse. And when you have it, would you just say amen for me? All right, we want to be on one accord. And it reads like this, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I wonder that we will pull uh, from the, uh, we want to pull out of the 40, the 50th verse, the 51st verse for a subject today. And it reads, and Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man answered and said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. I would that you would look at a neighbor this morning and just repeat our subject for the next few moments. Be the voice of God for your neighbor and just say, neighbor, what do you want from me? Oh, that sounds like something in here sound real good. Would you turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, what do you want from me? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. That's what I hear God asking us right in this day, right where we are. What is it that you want from me? My brothers and sisters, I have come to learn that doing what is easy doesn't always confront, correct, or change the hard situations in our lives. Doing what's considerably easy often is just a temporary attempt to fix a more permanent standing circumstance. I've had to come to learn in my young 25 years of life that putting duct tape over situations and circumstances that require screws and bolts only to hold you over but for so long until you recognize that the temporary attempts don't fully affect the real issues that you're up against. 
We've all been there trying to use different avenues and sources as crutches against the pavements of our real problems. Because the truth of the matter is that some of us, some of us, some of us have resorted to the thought and the belief that we can't change what we can't change, we might as well deal with. What we can't change, we might as well get comfortable in. What we can't change, we might as well do the best that we can do to piece things together and make dysfunctional situations seem functional to us. I just want to know if there's anybody in here that can be honest enough to admit that, that, that maybe they have thrown some bandages over some deep cuts that required stitches. I want to know if there's anybody that has put temporary glue over the shattered pieces of the glass of your life trying to put it back together. I'm really looking for the honest people in here that, that would admit to themselves that I know I have some issues, I know I have some problems, I know that I have some conditions, but I just don't believe that they'll ever change. And so you find yourself dealing with dysfunction, you find yourself intimate with infirmity, you find yourself sitting in cycles and the language that you begin to speak becomes different. You start to say things like, well, as long as I make it, if I can just get enough, I can just fake it till I make it, not recognizing that that language was never the plan of God for your life. Uh, people that, that, that understood that, that you weren't birthed to be marginal, you weren't birthed to be bound, you weren't birthed to be broken. Jesus said that I come that you might have life and that life more abundantly. But when you don't recognize the opportunity that Christ has afforded you for your life, you will stay right where you are accepting bandages instead of the abundance, the tape instead of the treasure, the handouts instead of the healing. I wish I had somebody talking back to me in here. I want you to understand this morning that God stands ready to do whatever it is we believe him for. Uh, all, all he wants to know is, what do you want from me? What can I do for you? Can, 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 can I help you out? Can you be honest enough not to ignore your issues? Can you be transparent enough not to pave over your pain? Are you able to tell me where it hurts? Can you show me where you lack? What is it that you want from me? And do you believe that I'm able to do something about it? I feel like preaching early in here, but I got to take my time because I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. For those that come to God must first believe and, and they have to believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligent I know I have a church in here this morning y'all gonna make somebody feel like preaching he he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him and so I wonder if there's anybody in here that can just hear God asking you the question this morning what do you want from me so in the text today we find a man who who exemplifies this very life. In Mark, the 10th chapter, we learn that Jesus is passing uh, through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem to fulfill his ultimate purpose and assignment. He was sent to the earth to, to live and then to die and then to rise again for our sins. But while he was on the earth, he wanted to make sure that people understood him for who he really was. And a man identified not only by his condition, but as the descendant of a father who also was born into the same condition is mentioned in the verse that we're looking at today. We find a man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus who was born blind from birth. From the very first day that he took his first breath in this world, all he knew how to be 
was impaired. All he knew how to be was broken. All he knew how to be was disabled. He was raised up in blindness because that's the life that seemed to be passed down from him from generation to generation. He was birthed in brokenness. And I wonder if you could just close your eyes for just a second and just imagine what it must have been like to have been birthed inside of brokenness, birthed instead of a blind uh, situation and seeing nothing but voidness and darkness day in and day out. Maybe we can't fully imagine what it would have been like to be blind like Bartimaeus because maybe some of us are blind with our eyes open. Y'all not talking back to me. I, I, we can't see greater than where we are in life. We can't truly see being happy. We, we can't really see us being the first in our family to destroy cycles. We may find ourselves this morning just not being able to see. And so like Bartimaeus, we learn to deal with our infirmities of being blocked and distorted and disrupted in our vision because we have come to believe that it just is what it is. I can't do anything to change where I am. I, 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 I can't deal with, with, with trying and trying and trying because my heart has been broken every single time that I've tried to move out of the bondage that I'm in. I just have resorted to laying down in my brokenness. Bartimaeus in this account of the gospel is mentioned alone sitting on a highway side begging for a living, sitting on the sidelines as others are passing to and fro, going to and fro, Jerusalem accomplishing and advancing and enjoying and exploring life. I wonder if there's anybody in here this morning that might find yourself sitting blind on the side of life, watching others advance, watching others progress, watching others get blessed, watching others get everything that they were promised. He was blind. And when, when, when you're put in conditions like that, all you seem to be concerned about is getting a few handouts so that you can continue surviving in the brokenness that you're in. Because the blind mentality and the blind actions, the blind words have been birthed along with his condition. This has become his identity. As it's mentioned in the Bible, you, you, you will never find where it's not mentioned where his name is Bartimaeus and blind doesn't show up with it. This, this has become who he is. He's become comfortable. He, he's become complacent inside of this identity that God never intended for him to get locked in. I wonder what was birthed in you that doesn't allow you to see past where you are right now. I, I wonder what words were spoken into your eardrums. I wonder what, what failed attempts crushed your faith. I wonder what dreams blinded you because they didn't come to pass the way that you think they should have come to pass. The shifted posture of a believer can easily become the posture of a beggar if you don't believe. It's in the story where we find Bartimaeus and he's sitting by the roadside begging and I can imagine that with the amount of foot traffic going in and out of that area where he was sitting day in and day out that not only could he uh, 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 
not see, but his advancement and his ability to hear was increased. Because we know, scientifically speaking, that sometimes when we lose one sense, other ones still seem to get stronger. Uh, he lost his ability to hear. He never had the ability to, hear, to, to see from birth, but he was still able to hear. And I can only imagine that as he was sitting on that roadside begging, not only could he hear the coins jingling in people's pockets as he knew when to expect the opportunity to beg for what he needed just to survive the brokenness that he was in, but he could also hear the conversations that the people were having as they travel in and out of the city. I'm going to preach in a minute. Y'all just stick with me. I'm trying to give you a little bit of a story here. Uh, he was able, he was able to hear the conversations that people were whispering the rumors, the gossip that would go in and out of the city. I want you to understand one important point here. I just want to point out that you have to learn that when you're infirmed in one area, that you can use the other areas that you're still strong and to catapult you into the place out of your limits. <laughs> there, 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 there may be some truth in the fact that some areas you might have found yourself broken there may be some truth in the fact that you might have been bruised and battered but but i want you to understand that you have to learn how to take what is broken inside of your life put it for your good just like moses did when he had that rod he didn't understand what it was that was going to get him across that seat until god had to ask him what is in your hand we cannot be dismissive of what god still allows us to utilize because it can be that very functionality, it can be that very ability that unlocks the miracle that God wants to do in our lives. And so I got to get to my points here. Pastor Wes, he, he, he heard in the story, the text says that, that he heard about the name of Jesus. He, 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 he heard the rumors about a man that was that was doing miracles. I told you last time that I was with you that in the book of Mark it records the most miracles that were performed by Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus heard about this miracle working, this miracle working God, this miracle working wonder, this miracle working person. And something inside of him when he heard it shifted from begging to believing from begging to believing uh, something about knowing the ability of Jesus shifted his very trajectory he he saw that there was a light in the end of a dark tunnel I said he saw I said he saw how did he see how how did he see he's blind he's blind how how did he see we walk by faith and not my sight. And so when he heard that Jesus was passing by the area that he was in, he began to shout and try to get Jesus' attention. Why did he begin to shout? Because he heard that the miracle was on the way. And I just wonder if there's anybody in this house this morning that understands that Jesus is passing by right where you are. And if you understood that the miracle that God has been waiting to do for you was right around the corner, you wouldn't hold your peace. You wouldn't allow anything to hold you back. You wouldn't allow yourself to stay in the place of doubt. But you would begin to shout and provoke the very presence of God in your life. Uh, 
uh, he recognized that if I can just get his attention, if I can just catch his eye, what I've been birthed into can become abolished. And so when he cried, the people, the text says, tried to quiet him down. They tried to make him quiet. I don't understand a, a, a believer that knows who Jesus is, knows his ability, and still subjects to other people's opinions to stay quiet. I, I, I don't know what it is for believers to come into the house knowing that God can do miracles, knowing that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And you sit there with your reserved self and hold your peace. I wish there was somebody in this house this morning that understood that Jesus. You didn't come to look at the pulpit. You didn't, you didn't come to look at the praise team. But if you understood who was in the midst of us, if you understood he was here right now, you wouldn't hold your peace. I said Jesus is here. I don't, I don't understand a quiet believer. I don't understand that when you hear opportunities passing by you, you, you sit there and you're just reserved and you're chained and you're bound. Blind Bartimaeus heard Jesus. I got to get out of here because I got to get something to eat. Y'all going to make me preach real good, yeah? And so, and so, and so, when, when he shouted, he shouted, and the people tried to quiet him down. The Bible tells me that he shouted even the more. I want you to understand this morning that I don't care who you're sitting next to in this house this morning. I don't care who came in here that doesn't have a praise. I don't care who you're sitting next to that doesn't have expectation. I'm going to dare you to shout even more because you know what God is able to do for you in your life. I need somebody in here to shout. Bartimaeus said, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I don't care about what their opinions are. Have mercy on me. I've been stuck in this place. Have mercy on me. Bartimaeus heard Jesus. And when he heard Jesus, the Bible says that he cast away his garments. He cast away what he knew might hinder him from getting this opportunity. He cast away what, what might hinder him from pressing into the presence. The Bible tells us that we have to lay aside every weight. And the sin that so easily... But so I want you to understand what that sin was. The Bible says the sin, the sin, the, it wasn't many sins, it was the sin. The sin of unbelief. Before you get into the presence of God, you must first believe. You have to know that he's able. You have to believe what you've heard. You have to accept the faith that God has deposited inside of you because that's going to be the fuel that transports your miracle. Lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets me. I don't want anything to hinder my chance. I don't want anything to pop the balloon of my possibility. I don't want anything to oppose my opportunity. And when he came into the presence of Jesus, Jesus said, what do you want from me? You've made all this commotion and you've caused 
a scene all around. You had me stop in the middle of my tracks as I was, as I was passing by out of the city into my ultimate purpose. Uh, what is it that you want me to, to do for you? And Bartimaeus said, he said, Lord, I wonder, can I, can I receive my sight? I was born into blindness and, and I was born into brokenness. I, I was born into the posture of begging and, and I've realized that I have the opportunity right now that as you stopped in your presence, uh, as you have heard my cry, uh, as you have attended unto my prayer, I don't want to come into your presence and leave with the same crutches that I came in here with. Uh, I don't want to come into your presence and leave impaired. I don't want to come into your presence and leave unchanged. And so all that I'm asking you uh, is that you would do what you prophesied in Isaiah the 35th chapter. Isaiah said unto them, uh, say to them that they, they are that are fearful of heart. That I want you to be strong and fear not. Uh, behold, your God will come with vengeance. And God, uh, the God with the recompense, he will come and Savior. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap and as a heart the tongue of the dumb shall sing for in the wilderness waters will break out and streams in the deserts. Lord I want you to understand that I'm not coming to you with my own laundry list. I didn't come into your presence asking you to keep on helping me in my infirmity but I came into your presence because I want a complete change. I don't want to be what I was when I leave you. And so all I'm asking you for is if you could do what you said you would do. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, all that I want him to do is what he said he would do. I just want to have what he said I could have. I just want him to do everything that he promised me he would do. I've changed my mind and, and I've changed my actions. I've changed my posture this morning. I've left the posture of begging from everything that I don't need into asking for what you said I could have and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything look at your neighbor and say anything if we ask anything according to his will we understand that he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatsoever whatsoever we ask would you look at some Somebody and say, neighbor, whatsoever we ask, uh, whatsoever might sound impossible, whatsoever I say that might be ludicrous, uh, whatsoever I ask that's according to his will, uh, I understand that I have the petition uh, that I have desired of him. Uh, is there anybody in here this morning uh, that recognizes that we still have the possibility, that we still have the opportunity to ask God for what we want? Uh, I don't want my life to stay in brokenness. I don't want my life to be surrounded by cycles but I want to be everything that God told me I could be. I don't want to be sitting by the side of the road watching my sister and brother be blessed. Watching them move into their purpose. Watching them move into their destiny and I'm still sitting where I am 10 and 15 years from now and so I've decided this day that while I have the chance, that while I have his presence in my presence, that I'm going to ask God for what it is that I need. Uh, Lord, I want you 
you to heal me. Lord, I want you to give me your wisdom. Lord, I want you to give me your favor. Lord, I want you to make me the head and not the tail. Lord, I want you to make me above and not beneath. Lord, I want you to make me a lender, not a borrower. Lord, I want to lay hands on the sick and I want to see them recover. I just want to know if I can have your power. I want to know if you'll change my identity. I don't want to be the same breath that I was five minutes ago, but I want to be the breath that has your power. That when I walk into every room in my life, demons gotta move up out of my way. Demons gotta fly up out of my way. The chains that were holding me yesterday are completely destroyed. I just wonder if there's anybody in here that understands in this moment, in this place, and in this time, Jesus just wants you to ask what it is that you want. He says, what can I do for you? I've come in the form of a servant, and I've come in the form of a sacrifice. I've come in the form of a servant, but I've also come in the form of a sacrifice. I'm willing to endow you with my power. I'm willing to change you because that was my plan from the beginning, that you would be great, that you would be like the most high God. If there's anybody in this house that understands that you have the ability to ask, I want you to give God a shout of praise. Saints used to sing a song in the Baptist church. They used to sing a song that said, Jesus is on the main line. You ought to call him and tell him what you want. If you need power, you ought to tell him what you want. If you need your soul saved, you ought to call him up and tell him what you want. If you want your body healed, you ought to call him up and tell him what you want. If you need your family delivered, you ought to call him up and tell him what you want. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds right here. Well, I feel that the presence of God is active in here. I want you to open up your mouth and tell them what you want. God, I came in the house and I need healing. Would you heal me this morning? God, I came in the house this morning and I have lack in my life, but I understand that you're a provider. God, would you open up the windows of heaven? Pour me out a blessing that I will have room enough to receive. God, I came in the house this morning and my emotions are all over the place. God, I need you to be my peace in the midnight hour when I don't understand what's going on in my life. God, would you just fill me with your peace? God, would you give me your joy? God, I've been walking around and I don't know what's happening in my life. God, I need your direction. God, would you give me your direction? Don't you understand that it's right here? Don't you understand that you're at the buffet table of his grace? That everything that we need is in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says it like this, that in the presence of the Lord in the fullness of joy and his right hand of pleasant forevermore. Is there anybody in here that has faith enough to believe that where you're standing right now, God is able to do a miracle. God is able to show signs. God is able to do wonders. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Is there anybody in this house this morning that still believes? Shout in here.
Everybody's standing. He's able. You have to have childlike faith. I know, I know things don't look like they have what it takes, the substance for coming together, but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that we cannot see. that's impossible everything that God said to me has to happen everything that God said to me has to happen and it has to happen the exact way that he said I wonder if there's anybody in here don't you understand that we have the ability to ask God that, 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 that part of the relationship with Jesus Christ is that when we are in our time of trouble, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. And we can ask, as long as it's according to his will for our life. He said in his word, that I come that you might have life and life more abundant. You weren't born to be blind. You weren't born to be impaired. You weren't born to be stuck. You weren't born to be broken. God has a purpose for you. You can't get comfortable in the situations that you find yourself in. Hear me. Because that's not the promise. Poverty isn't the promise. Dysfunctional relationships isn't the promise. God made promises to us. And, and what I loved about the text, what I loved about the text was when he asked for his sight to be given, the Bible says that Jesus responded and said, your faith made you whole. 
And as I was sitting there and I was studying and I was wrestling with the text, I said, your faith has made you hold okay, all right? He didn't, he didn't come up to him and just say that he believed. I mean, I understand we might be able to imply that he believed because when he heard Jesus, he ran after him. But the point that God wanted to reveal to me and what he showed me is that his faith was greater revealed in what he asked God to do. That because he asked for something that was impossible for his father, and, and it seemingly was impossible for him. He had the audacity and the boldness to ask him for sight. You weren't seeing since you were born. But because you understand who I am, and he is the I am, he is, he is the I am. He is everything that I live in. He's everything that I could ever want. He's everything that I... Because he understood who he was with because he understood that he was standing in the opportunity of the limitless the boldness of his faith reached up and said I want you to change my very identity Jesus said that his faith made him whole he received his sight and immediately he followed after Jesus Jesus wants to know what you want. I said Jesus wants to know what you want. We, 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 we can't just assume, though he knows everything, he is, he is omniscient, he's not without the confines of knowledge, but he needs your faith to attach to what he said. He wants you to open up your mouth and declare what it is you want him to do in your life. And the moment that you get the same audacity that blind Bartimaeus had, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, your name will change, your name will change. You, you will go from mourning to dancing. You will go from lack to being more in abundance. Your name, your very nature will change. I have to close. I was in prayer this week and that's, that's all the Lord said to me. I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, all right, well, the people need a word. And all he said was, what do you want from me? And I didn't know what to do with that. I'm just going to be honest and transparent. Is that all right with y'all for a minute? I, I didn't know what to do with that. I said, what do you want? I want a word. That's what I want. I, gotta, I want a word. I need, to, I need something to tell the people what you want to feed them. You're going to give them, you know, this kind of bread or that kind of bread. What, what you going to give them? And all I heard was, what do you want from me? And as I struggled trying to get what it was that I knew that I needed to give to y'all, I felt like I just could not see. And I had to text a friend of mine to pray. I said, you need to pray because usually when, when I go before the Lord, he give me what I need to say. But for some reason, I find myself in this, in this place of disorientation. I just, I don't understand why I can't see what it is God wants me to say. And my friend texted me and said, bro, I think God wants you to feel what other people feel. I, th I think God wants you to feel the blindness that some people might find themselves in. I, I want you to, to step into the shoes of those that seem locked, like they don't have any information, like they don't have any knowledge, like they don't have any sight. I want you to step into their position because you'll be able to better understand what it is that they're going through. And you'll be able to better convey the point that all we have to do is ask. I said all we have to do is ask. 
All we have to do is call out to God when we know that he's passing by. And so right in my bedroom, I lifted up my hands and I said, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. I need you. With every head bowed, with every eye closed in this house this morning. Bartimaeus went from begging for money just to keep his meager existence into asking for a change of identity. Begging is over. We have to get to asking. We have to understand that we have relationship with God and if we don't have relationship with God, he desires it more than anything else. He wants to be a father unto you and you a son to him, a daughter to him. He, he wants to be connected to you. He wants you to be able to come and get everything that he has purposed and planned before the very foundations of the world. And so if there's one in this house this morning that, that says, Brother Brett, I don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't, I'm not connected to him like that, but I hear that he's passing by. I hear that he's here. I hear that he's a miracle worker. I hear that he's a restorer. I hear that he's a keeper. I hear that he is a peace giver. I want to be in his presence with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to give an opportunity right now for you to tell him what he wants, unbeliever. Tell him what you want from him. Lord, I want to be with you. Lord, I want to be connected to you. Lord, I need you in my life. If there's anybody in this house this morning that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior, this is the day of salvation. This is the day where the chains break. This is the day where healing begins. This is the day where your bondage becomes your past. If there's anybody under the sound of my voice that wants to know the Lord Jesus Christ, without anybody looking because there's no condemnation. We have all had to cry out to Jesus Christ at one point or another in our lives. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand in this house? The ministers want to pray with you. We want to meet you. God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We want to meet you right at the point of your knee. Come on, ministers. Would you just go to them and pray with them? Pray with them. Pray with them. Come on. Don't allow them to stand by themselves. This is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment that when they cried out, Jesus stopped and had a personal encounter. And so just as the ministers are doing inside of the house right now, those that are accepting the Lord Jesus Christ are rededicating their lives back into relationship with them. We wanna pray with all of those that are watching by live stream that may not know the Lord Jesus as their savior. Would everybody just lift your hands? Can we pray as one body for those? Father, in the name of Jesus, I hear you passing by. Have mercy on me. I want you in my life. Wash me, cleanse me, forgive me of all of my unrighteousness. Make me new, give me a true relationship with you. And so Father, as every single one of those that have made this profession of faith as you as their Lord and Savior, Father, I pray that you would completely transform them, that you would mold them, that you would shape them, that you would make them everything that you have purposed for them to be. Lord, I pray that you would give them the confidence and the boldness that they can come before your throne, Lord God, and they can ask anything according to your will, Lord, and have the confidence that you will give it to them. Father, I thank you right now that in this place, in this moment, and in this time, Lord, you are changing us, Lord God. You are making us, Lord God, everything 
that you have purposed us to be. I pray, Father God, that they will grow in a relationship with you, that they will grow in faith, that they will grow in confidence of who you are. Lord, allow them to see a miracle in their life, Lord. Allow them to see your divine interruption in their life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, let them be baptized in your name and filled with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray into this. All the believers of God would give God a shout of praise in here. Hallelujah for all of those that have received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. If you've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior today and you're watching by live stream, we, we just want to ask you to do what will allow us to do what we're doing in-house. Would you just type those words that you see on your screen this morning? Type, I prayed that prayer. I prayed that that prayer and we want to get in contact with you we want to link our faith with you we want you to understand that you are now a part of the body of believers that is the body of Jesus Christ come on somebody in here would you celebrate those that have come back into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah those that have asked him back into their heart this morning we thank God for every single one of you I pray that you are blessed by the word that you heard I want you to remember even as you go through the rest of this week that all you have to do is ask for it. I said all you have to do is ask for it and believe that you shall receive everything that the Lord has promised for you. In Jesus' name, we're going to welcome our Pastor Wes. Amen, amen. No, Well, we thank God. We thank God for everything that was spoken in this house this morning. I pray that it takes deep root in your heart and that it brings forth the fruit that God is intended for it to bring forth. Come on, we want to celebrate one more time our baptism candidates. Come on, we're getting ready to have baptism Sunday right after this service. Hallelujah. Those that have already asked for the Lord to be in their heart, we're getting ready to take them down into the water and raise them back up in the fullness of life with Jesus Christ. And so we're so excited to join with them in this great day of celebration. Everybody's standing. We're getting ready to be dismissed from this house. It is 1239. Y'all not talking back to me in here. I said it's 1239. And it's looking like it's going to be a good day outside. And so I pray that everybody would go on and enjoy everybody standing. Let's be dismissed from this place. Let's continue to keep our pastor in prayer, even as he's out on assignment. Please cover our pastor in prayer. That everything that God purposed for him to do while he's out on assignment, he would accomplish and bring back a good report when he returns. So Father, I thank you for everything that you've allowed to take place in this house this morning, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us that all we need to do is ask. Father, that when you give us the opportunity to come into your presence, Lord, that we can ask, Lord God, and have the confidence that we will receive everything that you promised us that we would have. And so, Father, as we get ready to leave this place, but never ever your presence, we leave in this confidence, Lord. We leave in this confidence. Father, as we get ready to go about our way by various modes of transportation, whether by foot, whether by car, whether by train, however we came, Lord, we thank you that your angels are being given charge over us to watch over us in all of our ways until the next time we should come back into this place, lifting up your holy and righteous name. We will forever give you all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise for the great things that you are doing in our lives. And to this, every believer of God would say amen and amen.